Robbie Williams Rewind. Welcome to Robbie Williams Rewind. We are the champions. I'm Matt. And I'm Lucy. And along with help from special guest fans, we take you on an in-depth rewind through the solo career of multi-award winning singer, songwriter and entertainer, Robbie Williams. Welcome back. This is episode five, part two with our lovely friend, American Paul. In the last episode, we just finished talking about the track Kids from the album Sing When You're Winning. So let's get back to the conversation where we left off and we get off to a cracking start with If It's Hurting You. Enjoy. Anyway, should we move on to If It's Hurting You? Yes. Yeah. So it was written by Rob and Guy. And that's, and that's, uh, that's all the information all we, we have. about it. Do you happen to have any information on this song, Paul? Because we certainly I, couldn't. I'm sorry, I don't. No, no that's fair enough. Well, so yeah, uh, we'll just talk about what we think about this song. I think it's beautiful. Um, he sings it really well. And the thing I really like is the cicadas on it, you know, in the background of yeah. the song. Make it sound like um, sort of a summer holiday type song. I think they almost go consistently through sure. the whole song. Yeah, I think they? so. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think of nighttime when I hear that sound. Yeah. yeah. Does it make you think of summer or just nighttime? Primarily nighttime, but now that I think about it more, yes, in the summer. Yeah. It definitely makes me feel like it's more America because we don't get that sound here. Oh, interesting. So it makes me feel like I'm in Florida or... Um, yeah, for us, it would be traveling abroad. Yeah. We'd hear that sound. You don't really hear it so much here. Yeah. We don't really hear it. Which is here. why it makes us feel like it's a holiday yeah. type. Very song. interesting. I love the guitar at the beginning. This is another song that's beautiful to listen to. It sounds lush, even if there aren't a lot of instruments on this track. I love Robbie's ooh, his ooze. Yeah. Before yeah. I've hurt you, I can see. And lyrics like, please don't think of me. If you do, you got to block it. This is a rough song. This is a yeah. very yeah. sad song. Yeah, it is. Maybe in another life we wouldn't be alone tonight. Maybe if things had gone slightly differently, there would be a happier scenario for this couple that seems to be split up. I was wondering whether he cheated on her and that's, you know, why they've broken up. And, you know, he said, I'm not a gigolo. Um, and uh, maybe she just won't take him back because he cheated and, and he knows that he did wrong. So he knows that he doesn't deserve her. So that's why they've broken up. That's what I feel. Yeah, it feels like a broken relationship, but with more to it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. For me, when I hear the song, I think there's obviously still some love left on both sides. Yeah. Um, but the breakup was obviously messy. And I guess even if someone's done something bad, um, like cheated, it's still kind of hard just to turn the love off. You know, that isn't isn't really quite how it works, is no. it? Yeah. So I think for me, that's that kind of sums it up. That's very insightful of both of you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and also, I like, I'm not sure what sound it is, but in the um, instruments listed at the end, in the credits, it says p pedal, steel, guitar, and electric banjo, banjo. I'm not sure which one it is I like the sound of, but um, there's something about it that I like. Is it that sort of um, twangy yeah. sort of sound? It's probably the steel guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Or it could be electric banjo, I guess that gives a similar. That's no, quite different, actually. I don't know what the difference is, but I like it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's move on to Singing for the Lonely. This was written by Rob and Guy. 
And there's a video of Rob recording it in the studio on Where He Goes There DVD and on YouTube. He's basically pissing around while recording vocals, doing impressions of other people lying on the floor, struggling to sing it with feeling and hit the notes that Steve Power wanted. Rob exclaims, take it off the album. If I can't sing it, then. (laughs) (laughs) So he'd obviously had enough at that point. Yeah. Apparently, it was used as the theme song for Junior MasterChef Australia in 2010. <laughs> How that goes with MasterChef, I'm not quite sure. But, you know, <laughs> neither am I. Good, good for him for getting the royalties for that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Paul? When you first hear this song, the music sounds so upbeat and cheerful. You can actually put this song on and get in a great mood with that melody, those harmonies, uh, the cheerful sounding backing vocals. But when you listen to the lyrics... The lyrics are very somber and downbeat. Lyrics include, so scared of what I'm doing all the time, and I don't wake up early in the morning because the more I sleep, the less I have to say. Scared of you always thinking that I'm boring. Robbie has wrapped these depressive, paranoid lyrics in this happy-sounding pop song. In this way, the song reminds me of Robbie Williams himself at this period of his life. He'd go on stage and look like he was having a great time entertaining the audience. But inside, he may not want to be on stage at that moment. He might be feeling sad or paranoid like the lyrics in the song. But the audience sees what they think is a very happy, very energetic performer. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I was feeling like it's kind of about it's the trappings of fame, isn't it? And um, how it's making him feel... Um, it's the line, I'm so sick of people's expectations, leaves me tired all the time. Yeah. It's sad, isn't it? The pressure that he's feeling. Can't deal with the fame and people expecting him to behave a certain way. Yeah, it's really strong emotions in this song. But also some fun lines as well, like the hooligan half of me that steals from Woolworths. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have Woolworths in America? I'm trying to think. Uh, I I would have to look it up. I'm not sure. It's basically <laughs> like a sort of mini Target, really. It's like a yeah. much smaller version. Sells I, everything, but is on the high street. But it doesn't okay. exist anymore. Yeah, it's just, it's a, as you say, Paul, it's a very upbeat song, but actually it's a very sad song. I love the jungle beat at the end. Do you remember that bit? It's about 30 seconds from the end and it just goes a little bit oh, more yes. crazy. Yeah. And then there's just sort of this jungle beat and voices. Uh, yeah. I just really like that part of the song. For me, as the album goes on, like you just get all these songs and I don't know, they're all great and it just keeps not getting better because they're all on a level almost. But yeah, you just can't believe that it's another amazing song. Oh, it's another great song. It's another one, you know. This is an album I can listen to from beginning to end and never skip a track. Same, yeah. Yeah. The lyrics mention Black Mariah. Does that have a special significance in British English? Send Black Mariah for blue delusions. I had to look up the term Black Mariah, and it means a police van for transporting prisoners. Does it have a special significance? No, I never knew what it meant. Okay. I never understood that lyric. So that's helped me to understand it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's like the meat wagon that comes to pick up people with a cage in the back. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So just a few days ago, 
I looked up Black Mariah on Wikipedia, and I was really led down the wrong path, I think, because there's also <laughs> a Marvel Comics character, a supervillain from 1973 called Black Mariah. Right. This is a woman who weighs so much that she can strike with an incredible force. But I don't think Robbie is singing about her. Oh, but Paul, thank you, because Lucy knows that I try and get a Marvel reference into <laughs> every every episode we do. And, and you've now just done it. done it. Thank you. And that wasn't <laughs> planned at all. <laughs> I am so happy we had this moment. Right. <laughs> That's staying in. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've never understood that lyric, and I've always thought if I looked it up, I wouldn't, still wouldn't understand it. So, <laughs> thank you for trying. <laughs> sure, it's kind of clever with the colors: black Mariah, blue delusions. Yes. Yeah. Well, I like singing for the lonely. More often than not, it puts me in a good mood because the music is just so joyful, and the ending, as you said, Matt, is very joyful, jubilant. Yeah. 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 yeah it is. It's kind of one that I sing along to in the car, you know, loud when I'm on my own. <laughs> <laughs> So shall we talk about Love Calling Earth? Yep. And this was written by Rob, Guy, and Kelvin Andrews. And that's it for facts. It is. And and I'll kick off. I think it was a a beautiful song, lovely lyrics. Please don't hurt me. I mean, it's too high for me to sing, but I normally try. (laughs) Again, in the car on my own. (laughs) Um. And then, yeah, I love these lyrics. If you could see me through my mother's eye, only then you begin to realize all the places I have been have scared me half to death or somewhere in between. Yeah. Yeah. I just think this song's exquisite is the word I wrote down. Wow. Yeah. There's something like haunting about it. Um, The way he sings it, it's just beautiful, breathtaking. Um, but he's obviously, I don't think he's ever sung it live and I don't think he'll ever sing it live now with how high it is, Yeah, which is a shame. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's so heartfelt and the lyrics are so, um, well, yeah, please don't hurt me. It's, you can feel the pain and yeah, it just takes my breath away when I listen to this song. Yeah. You get, you get the tinkles, don't you? When you hear him singing the please don't yeah. hurt me lyrics in, in that, in that, yeah, such a high it's almost, range. I don't think he sings anything else like this. I think it's about the only song of his that sounds like this. Yeah. It's got his, his own vibe, this song, and I really like it. Well, those lyrics, Please Don't Hurt Me, those are heartbreaking yeah. lyrics. And this is a real gem of a song. I'm controlled by my fear, all the voices in my head that I can hear. That sounds like Robbie at this time of his life. And I sincerely hope he is much better now. And he seems to be much better now. Yeah. Yeah. And as a new fan in the year 2000, I had no idea about the personal struggles that Robbie Williams was facing. And he was writing about them and singing about them on his albums. Um, when he, he sings, I'm controlled by my fear. I think that fear is often a huge factor that motivates us to do things. Fear and love are big motivators. All the places I have ever been have scared me half to death or somewhere in between. Uh, that sounds like it was written by someone in extreme pain. Yeah. 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 Very sad. But good to know that he is in a much better place now. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, 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 My memory's failing me here. Has he written with Calvin Andrews before? Yeah, Calvin wrote 
um, did Rock DJ with him and oh, of course. all those other songs. Yeah. Well, it's just interesting because obviously he's written a lot of songs with Guy and, you know, Calvin's in on this one and, yeah, it is an, it is an incredible song. So full of emotion. Okay, so the next song is Nutsford City Limits, written by Rob Guy and Kelvin Andrews again. And he did actually perform this on CD UK, I think, which was Anton Deck's Saturday morning sort of top of the pops show. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this is another one that I can't help singing along to. But I've never understood why he's talking about Nutsford, because as far as I'm aware, he's never lived in Nutsford. It's just outside Manchester. Do you know why he's talking Cheshire, about Nutsford? Yeah. Lucy, I was going to say the same thing. Why is he singing about Nutsford City Limits? <laughs> yeah, it's so strange. Well, yeah, we were trying to, we were, actually looked at it on the map. And I mean, it's a little bit too far away from Stoke to yeah. to be like a local hangout for, for him. I mean, even it's just, yeah, it's nearer to Manchester. I, I do, I do just, I, I want, I mean, maybe he just picked the name, but I do just wonder whether he might have, um, went out, you know, whether he was going out there socially or yeah. had friends there or something at yeah, some I guess point. Must have done. There must be some connection, but uh, yeah, it's quite a way north of Stoke. So, so yeah, it's sort of made me never really understand this co- whole concept behind the song, but <laughs> <laughs> but it is a very good song, all the same. I can't help singing along to it. Did I say that already? Not sure. <laughs> But um, yeah, I love the chorus. London's got gimmicks. New York's had its minute. I bet Nutsford's got city limits. Is that how it goes? I think so. Sounds about right. Yeah. (laughs) But Nutsford city limits. Yes, that's it. I'll never change. You said I was northern scum. I was wounded, baby. That's fighting talk where I'm from. And I'm not moving, baby. Yeah. But he's not from Nutsford, so... (laughs) (laughs) But he is from the north. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not far away. Well, actually, Stoke-on-Trent isn't really considered north. It's actually more Midlands, isn't it? He always said that he felt like he never belonged anywhere because um, Stoke wasn't quite considered Midlands. Yeah. But it wasn't quite considered north. Yeah. Let's so, just let's just take us out of this for a moment. Robbie has been quoted as saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Before, before we get the whole oh, north God, of the yeah. UK on our back. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about what Rob has said. About yes. And, yeah, he did Stoke. say that. Yeah, he said he didn't quite feel like an actual northerner. Yeah, but also yeah. not a Midlander either. It's yeah. kind of right in the middle of the two. So, But everyone thinks he's northern because he was in Take That, who were from Manchester. So that's how he gets classed as a northerner, really, isn't it? I'd say. Yeah, I mean... He is a northerner to us because we're yeah. southerners, so, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's north of London. It's all, yeah. rel- it's all relative. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love the line, when the meter ran out on life, I use my tokens, lady. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but it sounds good. Yeah, um, definitely. And, and I, like you, just love the, well, I I, I do question why Nutsford City Limits is uh is in there. I, I wonder whether it's a little bit of an autobiographical um, piece in this somehow. Maybe there's a connection there somehow. Yeah. Saw one transmission on the television saying, I can't do my job. Well, I just kept dancing. Don't hate me because I'm handsome and yeah. the beat will never stop. I love yeah. that bit. But yeah. also, I do remember reading about him 
um, watching someone he admired, and I can't remember who it was now, reviewing his latest video on TV and he happened to see their review and they basically slagged him off. And I wonder whether that's almost about that, seeing that transmission. Very possibly. I mean, Paul, you mentioned it earlier on about him showing his vulnerability I think yes. this lyric saw one transmission on the television saying, I can't do my job, actually calling it out, you know, and then don't hate me because I'm handsome. And I mean, that's, that's quite, that's really putting yourself out there, isn't it? I think that's, and we all know that Rob says he tries to not look at the negative um, reviews, but, but does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they stick. Yeah. What do you think? I love the song. I love the lyrics, spent my life dancing with shadows and strobe lights. I love the music at that point in the song. And yeah. anyone who's ever been to a dance club knows what that looks like, dancing with shadows and strobe lights. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's an interview with Rob that he did from the year 2000 for German TV. And he said, in every working class northern boy, I think there's a posh person dying to get out. Oh, that's a good quote. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like people are being very insulting to the protagonist of this song. Uh, I've got to assume it's Robbie himself they are insulting. Like, as you mentioned, he probably saw someone on television being very critical of his work. Yeah. And when he sings, I just keep dancing, he's ignoring the negative criticism and continuing to succeed anyway. And yeah. I say good for Robbie. Kudos to him. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and thank God that he has just ignored the haters yeah. and carried on because he certainly proves them all wrong because he's still here doing very, very well. Now, I must have been somewhere near Nutsford because I went to Cheshire County looking for a Cheshire cat one day. <laughs> I wanted to just maybe pet a Cheshire cat because I was on this Alice in Wonderland tour and all of the cats in Cheshire County saw me coming and they vanished <laughs> i never saw one cat in cheshire county oh that's funny but i did, did stay in a pub in the rooms above and that place was called the cheshire cat oh uh-huh you like alice in wonderland then do you it is my favorite book oh okay <laughs> so you loved that on progress then when they had the every image. time robbie Williams or Take That would make some kind of Alice in Wonderland reference. You better believe I posted something about it on Robbie's website, <laughs> all excited about it. I right. loved it in uh, the Progress Tour. Someone drank from a Drink Me bottle. There was uh, the caterpillar and the white rabbit imagery. And then I loved Robbie's You Know Me video where he goes through a looking glass yeah. and then is the white rabbit. I love all of those references. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, should we now move on to Forever Texas? Yeah. It was written by Rob and Guy. And this was the first song Rob ever, ever performed live from this album, including it on the Ego Has Landed tour in the US and Europe in 99, before Sing When You're Winning even came out in 2000. Rob also performed it on quite a few TV shows, and it was included on all the tours for this album in 2000 to 2001, but he hasn't played it live since. So... Paul, what do you think about Forever Texas? Well, I like every song on this album, but this is one song that I tend not to play all that often. I think it's just the music, the musical style and instrumentation maybe just don't appeal to me as much as 
that of the other songs do. Lyrically, this is an extremely sexual song, but it's not really sexy stuff. It's not an erotic or romantic song. It's about sleeping with someone you don't care about. And the lyrics go, the reason I'm doing you is because your friend said no. Rob had ample opportunities to behave physically with many, many women before he got married. But a song like this makes me wonder if he really got any joy out of those moments. Time for a quick break. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast Audio Branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Yeah. It's doubtful. Yeah. Not I any true so. enjoyment, true no. happiness for sure. No. And then we have lyrics like, I've been suicidal since God I don't know when. Um, that plays very dark and dangerous if they're really about someone that we all care about named Rob. Yeah. Yeah, they're very they kind of gives you the creeps almost, doesn't it, when you hear those yeah. like those words. Um, yeah. It's very dark, as you say. Yeah. And then there's the lyric, Mother said, son, if you do it too long, you'll go blind. <laughs> yeah. Which we all know what that means, I think, without going into detail. Well, I wonder if Rob's mother really said that to him. In Cindy Lauper's very fun song, Shebop, that contains the lyric, they say I better stop or I'll go blind. Oh. Haven't heard that one. I like the line, everybody wants to know how I'm hung. <laughs> but again, not very sexy. It's sexual, but not very sexy. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think this song is a real rock pop feel to it. It feels raw. It feels edgy. You know, I completely, completely agree with what Paul was saying about, uh, you know, it's a sexual song, but not really sexy. Um, but do you wonder what is the question to both of you? What is the Texas connection here? Yeah, I, mean, I don't does know. anybody know? I was going to ask you guys: sure. Is Texas wisdom a well-known expression somewhere? No, I haven't no. heard it before. Yeah. You picked up on that line there, didn't you, Lucy? On that that part there. Well, give me Texas wisdom, massive systems, and a luscious behind is what it says in the lyrics in the CD booklet. Yeah, but he definitely doesn't say that. And you managed to work out. Well, I was just listening to it the other day, and I, I think I, I didn't know that you were looking at that. And I just said, oh, that's funny, that lyric, can I pay you in kind? And you were like, is that what it is? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd listened to it, and I couldn't understand enough of what he was saying. Well, it, but I knew it, it wasn't. Can I pay you in kind? It's a bit, um, yeah, it, you know. As soon as you said it, I was like, oh, of course that's what he's saying. And then I looked on the Google Lyrics site and it says something about can't update you in time. Yeah. I mean, it can't be that. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah. yeah so we, we don't have any wisdom around what Texas wisdom actually is. <laughs> <laughs> is there yeah, something in well, Texas that we don't know about? Well, I'm one, yeah, that, that's what I was thinking. I'm wondering whether there is an actual Texas connection, whether he was dating a girl in Texas or... Well, there was some kind of encounter and I don't know, did he stay in Texas? Um, I know he's visited various places 
around the US, um, you know. Yeah, it's good. It's a good, a good vibe. A good. Um, I like the feel of the song, but I, you know, I don't love it, but I do enjoy it listening to it. Yeah, feels a bit different to the other uh, tracks on this album. But, yeah. Um, yeah, still not a bad song. Should we move on to "By All Means Necessary"? Yeah, this was written by Rob and Guy, and it was the first song they recorded, which they put out on a tape and forgot about. I found the tape. It's about this girl or boy who finds it necessary to go to every party in town, sleep with every pop star, drink a lot and get into trouble and be vulnerable and pretty much sounds like me in a skirt, said Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got some absolutely hilarious lyrics in this song. Some of the best on the album, I'd say. I mean, such as, well, <laughs> it's not a BAFTA you're after. You want a million dollar lay. Um, mm-hmm. And you won't be dating a teacher. You'd rather shag a Manic Street preacher. <laughs> <laughs> Just love it. Lucy, you targeted the two lyrics yes. that I would also like to speak about. Tell us what you think. So I have some misheard lyrics. It's not a BAFTA you're after. Think about it. I'm an American. Yeah. We don't really talk mm-hmm. about the BAFTAs much. <laughs> and I didn't know what a BAFTA was. So I heard this lyric as, it's not about the hereafter. You want a million dollar lay. Like, it's not about the ethereal, the afterlife. You just are into your carnal human desires right now and you want this million ah. dollar lay. That's what I thought oh, right. it was. <laughs> well, that sort of makes sense as well, doesn't it? That would work, though. I mean, you know, there's there's depth in that, <laughs> in that lyric. But and then when Robbie sings, "You won't be dating a teacher; you'd rather shag a manic street preacher." I love those lyrics, but I did not know there was a Welsh rock band called <laughs> Manic Street Preachers. Yeah, I bet you didn't. So when you heard that, you automatically thought of the band Manic yeah. Street Preachers. Okay, so I thought it was just very clever writing by Robbie Williams. In fact, my <laughs> actor idol, Anthony Perkins, actually played a maniacal street preacher in a movie he did oh. with Kathleen Turner, who played a prostitute. Oh. And this movie was called Crimes of Passion from 1984. And when I hear this song, I think of the crazy look on Anthony Perkins' face as he was playing that preacher on a gritty Los Angeles street. Mm, interesting. <laughs> but it's not that. It's the Manic Street Preachers, the band. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting, though, when, when, you, uh, when you were telling that story then, you know, when I say Manic Street Preachers, I just think of the band. Yeah. And it wasn't until you were saying that that I actually looked at the words and thought, oh, yeah, it means a Manic Street Preacher. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you just accept the band name and it just... Yeah goes in doesn't it yeah you don't um, think it actually means never thought else. about it like that at all yeah, yeah i thought about all of those individual words <laughs> <laughs> incredible band i love the manic street preachers mm. yeah seen them a few times live nice yeah i um i like on this how he he says lines and then the backing vocalists say a line and then he says a line and it's like they're singing the song as well rather than just being backing vocalists are just like the feel of that bit i love yes. that part too absolutely yeah sex with a stranger yeah all <laughs> that, those bits yeah it's uh, just yeah it's just a typical robbie lyric on, in this song isn't it yes i particularly like the in and out of your smalls <laughs> 
Do you? Does that not. make sense to you? It that absolutely bit? does not make sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> it basically means your um, underwear. underwear. Ah, okay. Yeah. So when we talk about smalls here, that quite often means your underwear. So and in I, and out of your underwear. And I do not know the origin of that word and where that came from, but smalls, yeah, underwear. Very interesting. Yeah. So that makes makes I had sense not in the whole scheme of, that of things. Before. <laughs> and then so so I would it would lead me to believe that it might be about Robbie wants uh, people wanting to sleep with Robbie, uh, which obviously I think it is about. Um, but also I think there's a fair amount of. Um, anger that comes up in this song as well you know uh yeah and then i and then i put that line you know that you've already said about dating a teacher manic street preacher by all means necessary you'll get your way yeah it seems like an angry song the song also has a few religious terms laid in a manger and you think he's your savior and words mm. such as martyr and preacher and even the word oh, yeah. possessed, as in, girl, what's possessed you? That word can have a religious connotation. Robbie's yeah. lyrics are explicitly mixing sex with religion here. Oh, I hadn't noticed that. That's good. Yeah. Let's talk about The Road to Mandalay. The fifth and final single to come out on the 9th of July, 2001. It was a double A-side with Eternity. Written by Rob and Guy, it was number one for two weeks in the UK, going gold with 400,000 sales. It reached two in Ireland, three in Denmark, four in Italy and seven in Germany. It also went gold in Belgium. Rob said he was in France and picked up the vibe and came out with a French kind of melody explaining, It's turned out for me to be the most touching song that I've written. It's one of those songs that's really sad, but it's dead positive at the same time. Um, and after the end of The Road to Mandalay, there's a 24 minutes of silence before Rob says, No, not doing one on this album, <laughs> as in a hidden track. And how annoying is that to wait 24 minutes or have to fast forward it for that long to find out that there's nothing on there? <laughs> and, and it's not even done in good quality. It's no. like a phone. It, 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 it's purposely done as like a phone, phone in, phone call type quality. Yeah. So it's really like tinny, isn't it? And, yeah. And annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Cheeky. Cheeky Robbie. Hi, I'm Robbie Williams, and you're listening to Robbie Williams' Rewind with the Champions. Anyway, back to Mandalay. What do we think of The Road to Mandalay? Yeah, I I love the way this song starts off. Um, again, it's just that classic Robbie vocal and, and beautiful, simple acoustic guitar. And I love the bum, 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 bum. <laughs> love the bum, bums. Oh, yeah. Um, Everyone knows the bums and sings along. Uh, and I think it, it's definitely a foot tapper for me. It's just one of those songs that, yeah, just kind of carries you along with it. Um, and then I love the lyric, every mistake I've ever made has been rehashed and then replayed as I got lost along the way. Yeah. And I think that kind of speaks to what we were talking about earlier on about, you know, living that life through the lens and yeah. critics always, you know, not only putting comments out that are negative, but then continuing to, to rehash and put yeah. them out and kind of, you can't get away from it. Um, so again, very sort of vulnerable lyrics in this song. Paul? Well, after I'd spent a few weeks listening to the CD in my car while driving to and from work in the fall of 2000, I used to just start with this song. I liked it so much. Ah. 
And mm. it sounds like a very sad song at times, but then it goes into this jubilant chorus, as you noted, Matt, with the bum 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 ba da dum bum bum. Those yeah. syllables are just pure joy, and there's no words to process. It's just music and fun at that yeah. point. Yeah. Some songs come with a very rich sense of history, and this is one of them. The expression "on the road to Mandalay" was used in a poem by one of the most respected British authors, Rudyard Kipling, in 1890, about a working-class soldier in London recalling his Burmese girlfriend, now unattainably far away. Frank Sinatra had success with a song which set music to Kipling's poem. So it makes me wonder if Rob's interest in the road to Mandalay betrays his admiration of Frank Sinatra and maybe foreshadows the next album, Swing When You're Winning. Yes. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think that's definitely where he got the idea for the lyrics、yeah. from. Is from Sinatra,、um, because otherwise, you know, it's a bit random. Otherwise, isn't it?、Mm. Um, so it's good to know that it comes from somewhere. Yes. And makes it make sense. And later on the album Escapology, Robbie would sing about how he and his monkey made tracks to the Mandalay Bay Hotel in Las Vegas. Yeah. We went for breakfast there when we were in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a pilgrimage, a Robbie pilgrimage? Yes, of course. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And I'd I'd also stayed I'd I'd stayed at that hotel、uh, when I went on a business conference there once. It wasn't quite as exciting as going to see Robbie there, I must admit. <laughs> But the hotel was nice. <laughs> It's definitely a nice hotel. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like the um the bum bums bits、yeah. actually make the song, and. I wonder whether at some point they were planning to put lyrics in there, and they just had that in as a placeholder for the melody, and then in the end they decided to keep them in because they were so like joyous. Yeah, and I'm glad they did. If you know, if that was ever the plan to actually have lyrics in there, that's an interesting possibility. Yeah, and it works so well, doesn't it? When we when we hear it live and we're all singing the bombs. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean,、It's、the best just... time ever was the Christmas concert at Wembley when he had the T-shirt guns, and、um, he was like, "The best bummers will get a T-shirt, so do your best bumming, and、um, and I'll shoot the gun your way." So everyone's going bum 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 bum, shouting at the top of their lungs, and he's firing this T-shirt gun, and it basically fires a T-shirt into the crowd with a great big gun. He was absolutely loving it. It's an air gun, wasn't it?、How、He、fun. really loved that gun. Yeah, I'm sure、really、we will be seeing that again. Yeah, yeah, I think we will be seeing it again. He got really excited <laughs> with it. But it was just hilarious the way he was telling everyone to, you know. Yeah, do your best bumming. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> It's not a song he performs often live because I don't believe I have ever heard it live. Oh, it it was. It's it's great to hear it at Chris, the Christmas shows. Yeah. Yeah. It's really really good live. Well, Lucy has a very detailed spreadsheet where she could look that up and tell you exactly. Well, I do.、Yeah. <laughs> um, not now, but yeah, we can tell you where he's singing live. Oh, I find it also interesting that he talks. About, he says, "Feel the moon replace the sun." Yeah. Mention, and he also mentions the moon and the sun in eternity. Yes. And obviously, those songs were double A、mm-hmm. sides, and the videos linked together. So it's quite nice that they are joined lyrically, sort of as well. I had never thought of that. Yeah, I just noticed it because I was looking at the lyrics so much. So let's talk about the video. The video was directed by Vaughn Arnell, and they made the Robbie face masks that the other thieves wore. 
by using the same cast of Robbie's face that was used for Rock DJ. Good factoid there. Apparently, they couldn't actually see through them very well. Afterwards, Robbie would often wear one of these masks when leaving the house or in airports to deter paparazzi. <laughs> Uh, And then when the dog pees on him, real dog pee was used, apparently, because they couldn't get anything else that looked like it. Yeah. They were saying. (laughs) Both videos for this and Eternity were premiered together on Channel 4 in the UK in a short film called Rob by Nature. So. Let's talk about the video. Yeah. What do you you think then, Lucy? Well, um, my funny moment is when... He's travelling on the Isle of Wight ferry. Yes. Which I don't know whether that makes any sense to you, Paul. But I guess that's a it's a bit like travelling on the Staten Island ferry or something. It's not a glamorous um big like cruise ship that he's on. It's a it, it's a car transporter, it just and, and passenger transport. It just goes backwards and forwards to this island all day long. So it doesn't go to any glamorous locations or anything. So, so they, it's a bit in, of a pun. You know, they make it look as though it's this amazing location <laughs> and all that, but and the, it's a bit of a joke that then he's on the actually the Isle of Wight ferry. <laughs> that is funny. Um and I, I just like the fact that the video is sort of littered with humour, which takes the edge off the fact that it's a robbery. Yeah. And um it's beautiful. And he looks absolutely amazing in it. Um, And I love the fact that they used a puppy to threaten the van driver. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What do you think, Matt? Well, like you, I just love the fact it starts with the Isle of Wight ferry. I mean, it's uh, just amusing. Um, Well, because we also have connections down that way as well. So we know the Isle of Wight. Um, and they're, I remember them, they're playing golf in the, in the, um, parking hold on, uh, at the bottom of the ship. And then suddenly he arrives in these sweeping mountainscapes <laughs> <laughs> and clearly they're not in the Isle of Wight. Um, and yeah, again, it tells a story this, you sort of, you don't really know what's going on to begin with, but then yeah. you begin to realize that they're planning some kind of hold up of a money truck and. You know, they drive a giant lorry into it and, like you say, Robbie shows that puppy to the driver. Um, do this or the puppy gets it. I don't know whether that was the... <laughs> yeah, I think that's basically <laughs> what the message said, yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then they're all celebrating at the end in that really extravagant, um, incredible sort of home. And then uh, you see them whizzing around the mountains having that party back at the place. Um, What struck me when I was watching it back again was, again, I think this is another one of those high-budget films. I mean, it looked like a big production values, lots of different effects, lots of different stunts. Um, Yeah, and then uh, you get to the end and you see an old woman in the road and it's about to knock her over and and then he wakes up with a start in bed at home. Yeah. And uh, you wonder whether it was all a dream. Yeah. Almost. That was my question. Was it all a dream? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what so, do you, what so do you Paul, think? Paul, was it all a dream? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope it was all a dream. As you said, these videos were combined with a brief story, and Rob made a short film called Rob by Nature. And I'm going to react mostly to the film Rob by Nature because. They also appeared as separate videos without the dialogue, but the dialogue to me makes a lot of difference. 
at the time in the USA, I had no access to this film and hardly even knew it existed. I think that's a blessing. I'll say something positive first. I like how Rob wanted to combine the two songs, which were both considered A-sides on one single. He combined them into a short film that's very ambitious. Uh, in the behind-the-scenes footage, Rob looks like he's having a good time making this short film. So I only saw the film Rob by Nature just a few weeks ago after you'd asked me to be on this podcast. And I oh. am so grateful that my opinion of Rob was fully formed before I ever saw this film. Yeah. You remember how the Rock DJ video was extremely influential in my earliest experiences of Robbie Williams in creating a very positive idea for me about who this artist was. Yeah. But I just wonder, what would have happened if my first exposure to Robbie Williams had been the film Rob by Nature? The director, Vaughn Arnell, he has directed many of Rob's best videos, in my opinion. Rock DJ, Shame, Millennium, Feel, Angels, all amazing videos. But here, Rob plays this absolutely despicable character. And he wears a mask, yells obscenities to intimidate someone he's robbing, and as you said, threatens a puppy. Now, maybe I just don't have any sense of humor about this, or maybe I missed the humor the obscenities don't come off as kind of cute, like when Rob says them on stage. These are just obscenities said in the nastiest way possible. And throughout the film, the character narrates his outlook on life, and it's deplorable hearing these words voiced by Robbie Williams. I think that Rob is a good actor and should be able to play diverse roles when he wants to. I just wonder why he wanted to do this while promoting these two wonderful songs. Rob plays a villain in a film promoting his music. I don't find it flattering to Rob. I don't find it very interesting. And again, I'm glad my very positive opinion about who Robbie Williams is was well solidified long before I saw this film. I love those two songs. And if this film had been my first look at Robbie Williams, I may not have ever become a fan, and that would be tragic. Yeah. If I had seen this film early on, I might have thought that Rob was maybe really like that awful character, or at least some part of Rob was. For all I know, lots of people may like this film. I don't enjoy saying bad things about the work of someone who has brought so much joy into my life. It's actually hard for me to say anything bad about anything that Robbie Williams does. So I will end this rant by saying something positive and true. Rob is a great actor in this video, and that's why it's a bit frightening to see him as this terrible crook, because Rob is very convincing in that role. And I'm actually a little surprised that Rob hasn't done major acting roles in movies playing fictional yeah. characters. Yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying, Paul. I don't think I had such an extreme or quite the same reaction. But Matt, let me ask you this. Are you talking about the version with the dialogue? Is that what you saw? No. 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 Oh my gosh. Have you seen the version with the dialogue? Well, I, I have got it on um, an, a DVD somewhere. We but must we have, have watched it at some point. Yeah, I have, we, we should have watched it. I'd forgotten. That it... it makes all the difference. Because I can watch the Road to Mandalay video and the Eternity video, and I don't mind them so much. Yeah. But when you hear it with the dialogue, this character has a really despicable outlook on life. Yeah. And he voices it. And the words are coming from Robbie Williams' voice. And I right. am so used to 
Robbie Williams being for inclusion and compassion and all of these positive feelings. And here is this despicable, that is the best word I can pick for him, this despicable character yeah. voicing these vile thoughts. Ah, and it's okay. just, it's kind of shocking. Okay. Now I understand. Well, and Lucy and I will have to go away yeah. and definitely rewatch that because that must have been a long, long time ago that we watched yeah, that the last yeah. time. You, now you say it, I do have yeah. a vague memory of it, but I'd forgotten that it was something we needed to I, watch. Well, almost don't want to now because of what <laughs> Paul said about it, but I think we have to, uh, we have yeah. to honour that and go, and go and go and give that a review. Uh, we'll let you know what we think. <laughs> That'll be interesting. But thanks, Paul. And, and I wonder if, I wonder if uh, other people listening to the podcast might feel the same or maybe have different views. You know? yeah. Let us know your views. And who knows? They might think I have no sense of humor or that my American <laughs> sensibilities were somehow uh, offended by this. I don't know. But it's, it's probably my least favorite project of Robbie Williams is, is that film, Robbed by Nature. Yeah. All views are accepted here on the Robbie Williams Rewind podcast, Paul. But Rob knows I adore him, and that's awesome. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. He knows. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about Eternity. So this wasn't on Sing When You're Winning. No. And normally I would put this as a B-side like I did for It's Only Us, because even though It's Only Us got moved onto the album, I left it as a B-side. But I'm including this in this episode because of the video being so closely tied to Mandalay and it was a double A side with Mandalay. So that's why it's on this episode. So it was written by Rob and Guy. Um, obviously, it was number one joint with The Road to Mandalay. It made number 20 in the UK end of chart in 2001. It was 15 in Ireland and 16 in New Zealand in their end of year charts. Um, it is on his greatest hits album. And Brian May plays guitar on the track, yeah. which I didn't know until I was doing this research. Rob said, Eternity came off the back of the most amazing summer. I'd had the best holiday since I'd been with my dad in Scarborough or Great Yarmouth. Eternity was written about that amazing summer and the friendships that were involved at the time. See, according to Wikipedia, it says it's about his friendship with Jerry Halliwell, but I've never heard him say that myself. So I'm not really mm. sure where that's come from. I don't know whether someone's made it up on Wikipedia. You know, I had always heard that and I had always thought that, but I never had anything to verify it. But I do remember way back yeah. then hearing that. As you that. say, I've never heard anything to verify it either. No. So it, maybe it's true, but I, but I don't know. In Feel, when discussing the set list for his Weekends of Mass Distraction, Nebworth tour, he states, just think singles and you'll be right. Apart from eternity, I don't have to sing eternity ever again, unless it's to save someone I love from death, or some sheik offers me a million quid. <laughs> okay. Um, he's quite often turned his nose up at eternity on Insta Live, as we know, and in chat, as so many fans tell him that they love it, and he doesn't seem to get it. He hasn't played it live all that often, he did play it live in the televised Cologne concert of 2001 at his Abbey Road session in 2003 and at the four ballroom shows of 2012 and also at one of the O2 shows of 2012 when Guy joined him on stage. And finally, his Hyde Park concert of 2019. 
Although I should add that it doesn't list it on his set lists for the 2001 stadium tour following Mm -hmm. this album. So you'd think that he hadn't sung on that tour, but I'm sure he did sing it on that tour because I seem to remember it because it was number one at the time when I saw him at Milton Keynes Bowl. I'm sure he sung it, but it's not listed on set list as being on the set list. Well, I definitely remember it at the O2 show. Yeah. And it was beautiful. Yeah. Well, in um, 2012. Very, very good memory. So I'm going to go with what you say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> doesn't always have to be on Setlist or Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> Lucy says it. <laughs> I mean that. And when Rob was introducing it at Hyde Park, he said he was going to see how it went down. And if it went down well, he might keep it in the Setlist. And I seem to remember that it did go down extremely yeah, well. Yeah, everyone loved it. Crazy, <laughs> crazy for it. And I think he realised, I think he said something like, oh, yeah, oh, God, I better keep that one in then or yeah, something. Yeah, I think he did, yeah. Better put that one in again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Rob first played this song to his band on tour in Stuttgart in 2001 in the dressing room before going on stage, asking everyone to pray silence and nodding along as it played. And it was that fateful night in Stuttgart, which we'll come to later. Yeah. Um, And there's a YouTube video of David Bowie supposedly singing it, but I can't find any corroboration that it's really him and not like an impersonator or something. There's no video footage that I could find. Right. And I can't find any mentions of why he was singing it, but it's interesting to listen to. Um, It does sound like it's David singing it. Could well be. Yeah. So what do we all think of Eternity? Do you want to go first, Paul? The mere release of Eternity was exciting for me because, as you recall, my first album was Sing When You're Winning, and this was the very first release of Robbie Williams since I'd become a fan that I knew about ahead of time and could anticipate. But it was not available in the U.S., so I had to order it as an import CD single. So at that time, it looked like the major U.S. releases for Robbie Williams were finished. And I remember thinking, oh, how cool, it's a bonus song that's not attached to an album. Well, musically, this is a lush, beautiful song. It's called Eternity, but it's about the fleeting moments of a summer. Even if the romance is over by the end of the song, it's about someone wishing another person well for the rest of their lives and beyond. It's not a bitter song. To me, it seems like a healthy song. I think, um, yeah, it's very heartfelt and beautiful. And it is actually one of my all-time favorite Robbie songs. Well, he doesn't seem to like it that much, but I do. (laughs) And I know a lot of Robbie fans do as well. (laughs) A lot of them say it's their favourite song ever that he's written. Um, I just think it's like the simplicity that makes it so perfect. And he sings it so well. Mm -hmm. Um, Youth is wasted on the young before you know it's come and gone too soon. That's a beautiful lyric. So so true. Um, The past is done. We've been betrayed. It's true. I just wish that Robbie appreciated it as much as his fans do. Well, maybe maybe Hyde Park yes. um, changed his mind a yeah, little bit, hopefully. possibly. It was so well received there. Yeah. Matt, what do you think? Well, I think you've both said said it all, really, but um, maybe a few things. It's just got such beautiful lyrics in the song. I hope you'll find your freedom for eternity. Um, it's just a really lovely love song ballad you know and i i like that line that you do you know youth is wasted on the young before you know it's come and gone too soon i mean it's super true yeah 
Yes, yeah, the, the, the steel guitar in this song, you know, twanging away in the background, it just, that sends shivers down my spine for some reason. So, again, the, the musical arrangement on this is just beautiful. It's just a really nice song. I love the lyrics. We sat and watched the sun go down, picked a star yeah, yeah. before we lost the moon. The photo on the CD is very beautiful. Rob is in profile, shirtless in a gorgeous field of flowers. The field almost looks artificial in terms of how it's lit, but I think it may be a real outdoor location. I'm not sure. The CD cover really made me aware of the lion tattoo right near his shoulder for the first time. Now, I've seen other results from this photo shoot, Rob removing his shirt or wearing an open coat with no shirt. And this is Rob showing off how freaking sexy he is. Yes. <laughs> There's also photos of Rob wearing a completely see-through shirt. Whoever came up with this photo shoot idea, the goal was let's show him off. Sex yeah. sells. And this is a very sexy man in front of the lens. Yeah. Yeah, they, I, I agree with those photos. They are absolutely stunning. And um, I saw one in the You Know Me book where he's got a fur-trimmed coat on and he said it wasn't used yes. because... It had real fur, so they decided not to use it. Uh, right. But they did end up putting it in the book because it is a beautiful photo. Yeah. Yeah, stunning. And as you say, the backdrop, yeah, it's hard to tell whether it's real or or fake. It's amazing. Should we talk about the video? Yeah. Well, we've kind of already talked about it, but just to say a bit about the eternity part of it. So the video was uh, also by Vaughan. And it plays as a short film with a story running through Mandalay and Eternity. Eternity is a series of flashbacks leading to the arrest at the end. Vaughan said the man who put the handcuffs on Rob was the head of police at Marseille Airport. And they were real handcuffs uh, that actually hurt. (laughs) And the model girlfriend was Australian Lisa Seffert. In You Know Me, Rob said, I enjoyed doing the kissing scenes. They were fun. (laughs) (laughs) of course he did i will even say that model is very attractive yeah yes but she's so like like tall and just like stunning you know just and that bikini (laughs) doesn't leave much to the imagination (laughs) i'm sure a lot of the guys appreciated how she was dressed in that video yes yeah yeah It was an incredible piece of storytelling in the video and that the location, I mean, just stunning. I do, I do find it interesting that they, they made the video carry on between, you know, the two songs and, uh, like you say, um, his scenes with, with Lisa are just incredible. I mean, they're quite slow, but sensual. You can see them sort of, you know, the chemistry between them looking at each other and they're out playing golf and generally having a fun time and relaxing and chilling out on the patio and bouncing on a trampoline, (laughs) having a candlelit dinner, playing tennis, pool, lots of excessive snogging at the end. I mean, they do a lot in this video, apart from, you know, the other theme that's going on, revealing that, you know, he's about to get caught. But yeah, obviously then, as, as I said at the end, you, you realise that he is, he is being taken off to jail, so the, the love story doesn't work out quite so well in the end. Yeah. Hi, I'm Robbie Williams, and you're listening to Robbie Williams' Rewind with the Champions. 
So I think that's all the songs talked about, isn't it? Yeah. So, Paul, do you have anything else you have thought of that you might like to say before we pick our favourite songs? Actually, I wrote a poem for Robbie Williams in 2017. Would you like to hear that? Okay. Yeah, that'd be interesting. love to hear that, Paul. The part about the tree at the end is a reference to the CD cover of Under the Radar Volume 2, where Rob is shown climbing a tree. Okay. Ah, right, yeah. Here's the poem. Thought I was content with pet shop boys and just never being bored. When you popped on the screen, rapping Brit, naked man, knew the name, saw the face, I was floored. Lyrics described all the handsome men and a wistful, better man. Your song, smarter than most, naked poetry, too. I bought bonus tracks sent from Japan. (laughs) Since then, you've revealed countless reasons why you are my perfect star. Compassion, inclusion, forgiveness made progress. But bare-assed, up that tree goes too far. (laughs) And then I add, just kidding. You know I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. (laughs) That was very good. I enjoyed that. Thank you. Oh, Paul, uh, uh, that is classic. Really, really good. (laughs) Yeah. I hope that Robbie hears it. Uh, and, And we appreciate you premiering that on the show actually because you know that's a heartfelt um poem so thank you for sharing that with everyone absolutely my pleasure i did want to say something else about timing okay yeah if i hadn't been at the right place at the right time in that bar in iowa i may not have seen the rock dj video when i did and i would not have been a fan of robbie williams in the year 2000 and that thought makes me very sad I still think I would have become a fan, but not until six years later. In 2006, Robbie Williams and Pet Shop Boys had a lot of joint projects, including the song We're the Pet Shop Boys, and Rob participated in a Pet Shop Boys documentary and sang their song Jealousy on a live Pet Shop Boys album. So all those projects I would have absolutely seen, and I would have become a fan, I'm sure. But I would have missed the Weekends of yeah. Mass Distraction Tour, and I would have missed the Close Encounters Tour and the trips to Europe I made around those shows. My fan trajectory would have been different and worse off, I think. So I'm really grateful. I was standing in that bar in front of the video screen when Robbie shot out of that target, ready to disrobe for those ladies skating around him. <laughs> I'm really grateful for that moment. And I'm so grateful to you, the champions, for permitting me to speak about my personal experiences with Robbie fandom. And I loved the conversation, and I'm grateful to Rob himself for being so generous with his fans through the years. Such a special friend, and a shining example of a human being who, by doing what he does, improves the world. I gotta add, Rob seems very healthy now, and he's a happily married family man with a beautiful family. So he truly has become the better man he sang about in that song. And I'm really thrilled and happy for him. Oh, that was lovely. (laughs) Wow, what a beautiful sentiment. Thank you, Paul. And it's our pleasure to be with you on our podcast and get to know you more and understand your your story and your connection to to Rob. Because we've never had the chance to chat before, so it's been really nice. It's better than just exchanging small snippets on chat, although that's lovely too. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the the depth and and the connection is, uh, yeah, just palpable. You know, I feel feel the the emotion as we're talking through it. And uh, it's it's been lovely to record this with you. 
Oh, it's absolutely mutual. Yeah. <laughs> so before we go, we have to choose our favorite song from Sing When You're Winning to put on our playlist. <sighs> um, I'm, only, I'm only sighing because this is hard. I know. <laughs> This is like Mission Impossible for me. I don't know about you two, but... Uh... Well, I found this the hardest so far to actually pick just one. Um, do you have just one that you can easily pick, Paul? I have to go with the song that started it all for me. I, I don't see any other option. There are so many songs that I love on Sing When You're Winning, so many of them. But uh, Rock DJ is the song that started my fandom. I cannot deny that, and I love the song. Yeah. Yeah, so do I. Great choice. Definitely. Yeah. Matt? Um, <laughs> I'm wondering, are you, making me, are you making me go next? Or yeah, because I'm still well, deciding in yeah, my head. What it is, Paul, <laughs> in my notes here... I've got a short list, and I thought I would have shortened it down to one by the time we actually recorded, and uh, I kind of haven't. So I, <laughs> so I was hoping Lucy might go first. Um, however, if Lucy hasn't decided, that means she's also got a short list, maybe. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure if I pick this song, it's going to be the one that you pick. <laughs> well, you go first. Go on then. Right. So let me say what my short list was. Um, Road to Mandalay, that might be a bit surprising, I don't know, but great story, beautiful lyrics. Yeah. Supreme. Yeah. Just mm -hmm. a supreme song. Yes. And the one that I will pick is Kids. Ah. But it could equally be Supreme, but I think I'm going to get Kids. <laughs> What's Lucy going to get? May I make a prediction? Yeah. Just based on what Lucy said before, I think she's going to pick Kids. I know. See. Exactly. Right. When I've been listening to the album, I've always thought, oh, it's so hard to choose. I absolutely love Kids. I absolutely love Eternity. I love The Road to Mandalay. I love Love Calling Earth. And I just could not decide. And I was thinking that I was going to have to go with Kids because Robbie and Kylie and just, you know, my reaction to it as we were doing the podcast was that was the best song but i can't pick kids now because you've picked it so <laughs> i can pick something else has that helped you yes yeah, oh, right good okay i'm not in trouble That's cool. <laughs> so i'll pick i'll pick eternity then yes eternity so rock dj kids and eternity yeah that that's a good selection i feel it is a nice variety yeah yeah so those will be on the on the playlist yeah um, which we're building up through the episodes so you'll be able to uh, listen along on robbywilliamsrewind.com you can yeah. find out where to listen okay so yeah thanks for listening everyone tune into the next episode where we'll talk about the b-sides from the singles of sing when you're winning and the tours the sermon on the mount and weddings bar mitzvahs and stadiums okay so i think we've finally come to the end of our episode yeah and we want to say a very big thank you to paul american paul for joining us what a pleasure this was. I am so grateful and honored to be a part of this podcast. Oh. Well, we're very thankful to you for agreeing to join us. It, it, it's, it's been incredible. Thank you, Paul. And um, really, really appreciate you telling all your stories so candidly and openly. And uh, we know that, that listeners and Rob um, will enjoy uh, hearing about your uh, your fan journey and your life. Uh, so thank you. Bless you both. Oh, thank you. <laughs>
So just before we wrap up this episode, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out. And also, Lucy and I would really appreciate it if you can leave us a star rating. You can do this on both Apple and Spotify podcasts. We would also love it if you could write us a short review and you can do this on Apple. Don't forget, you can check out our episode notes for each episode and links to all tracks and videos at robbywilliamsrewind.com. You can also email us at email at robbywilliamsrewind.com. Please also follow and chat on our social channels. It's at RewindRobbie on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. And you can also like and follow our Facebook page, Robbie Williams Rewind. And before we return to this episode, you might also consider sending us one of your own Robbie stories for the show. Just record a short audio clip on your phone and email it to us. Please check the website for more details. Thank you. Hi, I'm Robbie Williams, and you're listening to Robbie Williams Rewind with the Champions. So thank you very much for listening. Yeah, thank you. Thank you once again, Paul. Yeah, goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Robbie Williams Rewind.